0: Hi, and welcome to our podcast, Thin Within on the Go. I'm Heidi Bilesma-Epperson, one of your hosts and the owner and lead coach of the thinwithin.org ministry. Heidi, I just love the way you say hi when you start. I feel like I want to do that today. Hi, I'm Christina Molly, and I am your other host, and I am also, also within coach, and Heidi's partner in all things Thin Within. And we're so excited to so invite nice. you to join us for this podcast of Thin Within On, On The Go. The go. Yay! Yay. Well, today we're talking about my life- Topic and Christina's <laughs> favorite <laughs> topic of all. No, it's not. mind renewal when you fail. Oh <laughs> yeah. Well, mind renewal makes it all good, but yes. failure is hard to talk about, Heidi. Yeah, well, it, I'd rather talk about, you know get-togethers, parties. (laughs) Well, see, to be honest with you, that's one of the things I love about what we teach about failure is it makes failure, it redeems failure. It It takes failure and turns it into a blessing. It It does. That's what our God does. So we are going to hit this topic straight on. We promised we would part four of our mind renewal series, (laughs) and we are gearing up To launch our pilot of a brand new curriculum. Oh, I'm so excited. 101. (laughs) If you want to get in on the ground floor in January and February, eight sessions with us Mm -hmm. on mind renewal and nothing but mind renewal, then (laughs) check out hungerwithin.me forward slash renew. That's mm-hmm. hunger within me. Hungerwithin.me forward slash renew. And sign up. We're we'll taking sign-ups right now. Yes. And you don't want to miss this. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. We have so many wonderful tools. And Heidi, you're right. I mean this mind renewal and inviting God in the way that God has designed this, it really does. It brings joy into our process as we look at our failures. And that sounds like the craziest thing I've ever said. (laughs) But it's the truest thing you've ever said. Is All right. So let's get to it. And and we're going to take a running start on this topic a little bit. If he can redeem the worst, most torturous death that the Roman empire can dish out. We know he can certainly redeem our missteps and mistakes with eating yes. food. And that's amazing. Is- really good news. I want to share Isaiah 30:18. I absolutely love the truth here. Yet the Lord longs to be gracious to you, therefore, he will rise up to show you compassion. Wow. Love I mean, in, in every anything and everything we might perceive as a failure. God rises to show us His compassion and His redemption. I mean, do I really do I live like I believe that? That is an amazing truth. It it really is. And even as we're talking about these things, I'm realizing we're renewing our minds because we're we're speaking. Yes. <laughs> Christ, I love it. And yeah, so this I love it too. This statement in anything and everything that I might perceive as a failure. My God rises to show me his compassion and his redemption. Ooh, that's a good one. I want to take that one with me today. (laughs) Yeah, let's take it with us for the rest of the week and the rest of our lives. (laughs) Yes, yes. And if I live my life believing that, boy, things would really change. Jesus demonstrates such love and tenderness. In John 4, we have the story of the woman at the well. But I think about myself, I think, what if I met... Jesus at the well, I didn't know who he was and I was completely caught off guard and I brought to him my own failures, my own issues. So here you have this woman at the well, and she had had many, many husbands and the man that she was living with was not her husband. And she was struggling. She was struggling in a lot of ways. And Jesus had, compassion for her and love for her. Yes. And she yes. felt so completely known and accepted by him. Awesome. And I think, wow, Lord, that is how you respond to me when I come to you with my own failures and issues and problems and mess ups, even if it's something I've done a hundred thousand times, you right. know, full of compassion for me. So that's another love that. And like, and like we shared in the verse that we were mentioning from Isaiah, that he rises to show us compassion. He longs other translations say he waits or he longs to show us compassion. And I think of Peter and his denial of Christ in Luke chapter 22. And then we see how he's restored by Jesus after the resurrection in John 21, where, uh, Peter is out fishing. He'd given up. Forget it. I'm going fishing. And then he sees Jesus cooking breakfast on the beach (laughs) and and Peter's I like I love that. I love that whoa. he was. And he jumps out of the boat and swims to Jesus. <laughs> he didn't let his shame keep him in the boat. He had he had failed big time. Yeah. Um and yet look at the compassion and love of Jesus to not just say Peter do you love me? Feed my sheep. You know, again and again and then he he calls Peter again, into ministry. It's just yeah, amazing. Yeah. That kind of love. I mean, I love what scripture mm-hmm. shows me about how our God responds to failure in the lives of his people. He is not condemning us like many of us no. condemn ourselves. Another great example is the woman caught in adultery. Yes. Jesus just meets her with love and grace mm-hmm. and and just encourages her to go and sin no more. He loves on her. Uh, yes. And she she might have felt a ton of shame and yet she was restored by Jesus. It's so amazing the the way that our God is seen responding to his people and their failure. So let's bring it home, Christina. What's this got to do with me? I... Well, I just, I, I just have to stop for a minute, Heidi. I'm thinking about jumping out of that boat. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm thinking about Peter. So, I mean, is, is this, are you saying that when I am messed messing up. I don't need to have it all together. I don't need to figure it out. myself. I need to just get out of the boat. I need to jump in the water and run to the Lord. So often our way of thinking about our own failures is far from a godly response. Right. Um, And again, as we've talked about before, doing the same thing again and again and again, and just really getting nowhere. It doesn't help us when we condemn ourselves. It doesn't It doesn't change anything. So we want to be asking the Lord to help us. Lord, how can I treat myself the way you treat me with compassion Mm -hmm. and love and acceptance? We are so often our own worst enemy. I know I was for so many years. Yeah. So -hmm. wait a minute though. Are you telling me that? uh, I mean, like It seems as though if I am kind and gentle and all of that to myself, that I'm just going to sin all the more. So I knew you were going to say that. I just, (laughs) I knew that you were, and no, that's not what we're talking about. We are talking about finding a way, the only way to really be transformed from the inside out. No, we're not talking about, I know you've called that slippery grace before. (laughs) Greasy grace. Oh, greasy (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I called it slippery. Anyway, a well, we slippery like, slope with greasy grace. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of slipping and sliding. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, no, no. We yeah. want to be asking him to continue to form and shape us to be like Christ mm-hmm. in this way. And yeah. we want to be inviting him in to show us what are his thoughts about our failures. I have to admit some of my failures are just plain old. I want to do my own thing, but most of them are about some kind of a need that I have some kind of something that I need from the Lord. I need help. And Mm -hmm. that's why I go down A path that is not good for me so often. So there's that compassion there, and that's so important. Yeah. So very often, the way I treat myself when I fail is actually going to perpetuate my failure. So (laughs) if I beat myself up for going sideways in in my eating, then I want to comfort myself for going sideways in my eating. And so I go further sideways in my eating. That's exactly what happens. It's a cycle. Yeah, it really is. And I got to get out of it by. Believing the truth. It's like, what is the mind of Christ here about failure? And, you know, I have this tendency to think that if I just build up enough resentment and hatred towards myself, I might be able to change. Right. That's what so many of us think. I know that so many who are listening can relate to that. And I certainly can. What we know for sure, <laughs> because we've tried it for so long, is that we cannot hate ourselves into positive change. We just can't. It doesn't work. It's not God's design for us. So what do, what else do we know for sure? And this is the good news. Yay. In second Corinthians 12:9, we read, "My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Mm. I mean that really doesn't make any sense. This is one of those, <laughs> this is one of those mind-blowing verses where it's like, okay, Lord, you know how weak I am. You know how much I'm struggling in this area or that area. You know how often I've failed in this. And so somehow in my weakness, your strength is made perfect. So that means I don't have to be perfect. Right. I can depend on the God who is perfect to give me what I need in the moment. Another truth that I really want to wrap my brain around and my heart around and tell myself in order to renew my mind and to have God's thoughts about my failure is that God wants to do a new thing in my life. Even Mm -hmm. right this minute, Isaiah 43 verse 18 and 19 says, forget the former things, even if it happened five minutes ago, do not dwell on the past. Get out of that mentality that says I got to beat myself up about what I just did Mm -hmm. God says in verse 19, then see, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Mm -hmm. I love that. Our God wants to do a new thing in my life. And Mm -hmm. he is right now. He -hmm. says, I am doing a new thing. Mm -hmm. So when I'm feeling stuck in my failure, I want to turn to God and tell myself these truths. The mind of Christ says, God wants to do a new thing in my life right now, and he wants to teach me something through this. What else, Christina? What's another truth I can tell myself when I have been struggling? Yeah, I'm failing, failing, failing. I've been failing. (laughs) I can learn new lessons from every single stumble or misstep nothing is wasted anymore. I used to really struggle with all the time that I wasted on everything that didn't work and didn't get me anywhere. Um, but no, no more. God will teach us. So to have the mind of Christ, like first Corinthians two sixteen says, even about my failures means I need some of my thinking to be overhauled about failure. I need to be telling myself the truth about my failure. Um, not, Oh, you just wasted another week or another day. Um, or I can't believe you did that again, or all of those condemning thoughts, but rather Lord, Lord, teach me what happened there. I'm not sure why I made that choice, Will you show me? What was I feeling? What was I thinking? Did it have to do with something I'm struggling with? Lord, show me and teach me. And what's amazing is that he does. You know, we talked about the Holy Spirit as being a counselor um, who is constantly ready to teach us and help us and actually counsel us. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And that wisdom is more valuable than any other. So that's where I want to be turning for those lessons that I can learn. One of the things that I have had this tendency to do over the years when I have failed in my eating, you know, boundaries, keeping my boundaries, mm-hmm. I, you know, I've just assumed I'm, I'm going to quit, forget it. I'm done. Right. All you know, that, nothing. Yeah, exactly. And so if it was an eating program or a diet of some kind, I would quit and look for the next thing or swing to the other side of the pendulum where I would just eat with abandon and who right. cares? Yeah, the I can't thing. do it anyway, so I might as well eat it all. But one of the things this does is it kind of supports the mentality that my mess ups are more powerful and stronger and more influential in my life than the cross of Christ. And that's a lie from the pit. And I want to have the mind of Christ about that. Right. So. That's it's just something I want to refute. If I don't want to keep elevating my failures above the power of the cross, Romans 5 8, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this while we were still sinners, while I was still trying to come up with my own plan. <laughs> while, yeah, yeah, while I was just a disastrous, hopeless mess, Christ died for us, Christ died mm-hmm. for me and for you, even while we were still. Completely right, a mess that's, that's <laughs> such a beautiful truth. It and is. so, there's sometimes, I mean, our participants sometimes struggle with this thought of, I've let God down, I've disappointed God, He's so upset with me. You know what? He demonstrated His love even before you had a Godward thought, mm-hmm. so why would that change now? He right. still loves you. We don't have to prove to him that we're worthy of his love. We never did. And we never will because he chose to demonstrate his love before we ever had a Godward thought. Mm. Another great passage is this one, Romans 8, 1, that says, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Mm. When I go sideways in my eating in those moments when I'm tempted to beat myself up with a club of condemnation, Mm. what is the mind of Christ right then? he's telling me, I went to the cross for that sin, for the shame that you're going to carry if you let yourself. Mm -hmm. Instead, there is no condemnation for you because you're in me. Isn't that a beautiful truth? Oh, it's so beautiful. And it's so freeing. It's really just such a a huge relief for those of us that have put so much pressure on ourselves mm-hmm. to be perfect and to get everything right and to try to pull it all together before we even approach the Lord. John three seventeen. for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. This was the whole reason that he sent his son. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. He says in Ephesians 1, he chose me, Heidi, in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined me, Heidi, for adoption to yes. sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance mm. with his pleasure and will. Now, no, the Bible doesn't really say Heidi there. It, it, it has your <laughs> <in it too. laughs> Yeah, so it's a beautiful truth. And it to is. realize that we, you and I, listener uh, bring to God that a a sense of pleasure and that he delights to show us his salvation. He delights us to lean into him. Mm -hmm. We want to have the mind of Christ about our failure. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we can do each and every time we struggle, or we have gone sideways is to turn to God Mm -hmm. and say, what was going on. We call it look and learn. Well, you might, if you've been around Thin Within for a while, you might recognize observation and correction as the term that we used before. Um, we're using look and learn now most most of the time, and it is it is an amazing tool. Um, and what we find is that people who are able to look and learn with the Lord do so much better on this journey because they really are learning. They're kind of doing the hard work in the struggle Mm -hmm. with the Lord. So we're not at all minimizing the sin or the stumble or the misstep. I don't know. I just feel like I need to say that we're not, we're not minimizing it. We're not saying, you know, kind of forget about it, pretend it didn't happen or that it wasn't real, that kind of thing. Uh, We want to go to the Lord with, What is true? What is real? What happened? And we're just going to turn to him quickly. And a lot of people say to me, I don't have time to do all of that. A lot of people have an idea that look and learn will take hours. And -hmm. then you have to sit down with a journal and you have to go through scripture. And it's like this big, huge process deal. Yeah. I'll need all day Saturday. If I'm going to look and learn because my (laughs) failure was so bad. But actually what I love telling people is, you know, my look and learns that I do almost every single day, they usually take about a minute sometimes yeah. 10. I mean, it's not going to be very long. It's just a conversation between you and the Lord about what happened, right? And asking him for his insight and his wisdom. If and I, if I depend on my own wisdom, it's going to be really shallow. It's not, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me too. Me too. you know, it's just, it's not going to have a lot of depth. It's probably going to sound like this don't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Or get that out of your house or don't go to that restaurant anymore. Or yeah. it's usually filled for me with like some sound like a, a <laughs> wagging finger or something. Mm-hmm. The Lord wants to redeem our missteps and teach us through them. So yes. what are some examples of things you've learned from look and learn? gosh, I mean, I have like so many, I feel like God is teaching me constantly while I was helping take care of my parents. That was a very stressful situation. And my brother and I needed to be in contact over the phone. Uh, he lives out of state and so he would call me or I would call him, but some of those conversations were very stressful. And I found that big emotions were coming up in me when I would have these calls with him and discussing what was happening with my mom and the Alzheimer's and all of that. And so I found that I would pick up the phone when he called and I would go straight to the kitchen. I wasn't even thinking it's just kind of what happened. And I would go and I would start mindlessly eating in the kitchen while I was talking with him, standing at the counter so look and learn with that kind of thing. I could say, don't talk to my brother anymore, or I could say, <laughs> or I could from say, God on that one. <laughs> right. Or I could say, you know, the foods that you went to in the kitchen, get rid of those. Yeah. And those are just very shallow ideas that really won't help anything change for me. Where is the transformation? There's right, right. Rather than having a kitchen with nothing in it, or <laughs> rather than, you know, severing my relationship with my brother, I want to go to the Lord and say, God, do you see that every time my brother calls, I'm going to the kitchen when we're talking about my parents? Right. I mean, sometimes very quickly. Other times I will. Go back to the Lord the next day or when I have time, but He will give me wisdom. And in that case, basically, He was saying to me, you know what, Christina, when you talk about your parents, I mean, you're dealing with a lot of sorrow and grief and disappointment, and it's hard and it's sad for you. And so you're looking for comfort and you're looking for acceptance and you're looking for help in some way. And you're going to food that that's your old go-to. How does he respond to me with compassion as we've been talking about and with tenderness and open arms. And he says, come to me, I am your comforter. I know you're hurting over this, Christina, but I also needed to set a boundary because Mm -hmm. it was happening again and again. And sometimes we need something that's kind of set up. So I asked the Lord, what would be a good boundary? And he said, basically, well, he said, I say that it wasn't an audible voice, but Mm -hmm. I felt like he was giving me um, some thoughts and ideas, which he does. Why don't you not answer the phone right away when you see that it's your brother? Mm -hmm. Why don't you wait, renew your mind, connect with me, and then call him back when you're ready. And Mm -hmm. then how about if the place that you talk to your brother on the phone in your house about your parents is on your front porch where there isn't any food great idea yeah and not walking around just sit down and then how about having a limit of time so that it doesn't go oh. on and on and so that you're not overwhelmed by the emotions And those were wonderful insights, wonderful um, teachings for me. And of course, I can also use that in other situations that are similar. So again, the way that look and learn works, it can be very, very quick. And it's God's wisdom, not ours. Thanks for that example. I know when I have taken my stumbles to him... Even if I think I know what he's going to say, it's like, I've got to trust him rather Mm -hmm. than leaning on my own understanding because he provides insight that goes so much deeper. He -hmm. knows things that I don't know, and he wants me to know them too, so that I can learn from i can be equipped for victory going forward mm-hmm. as a result of looking and learning with him after yes. a slip stumble slide fall failure mm-hmm. i can learn from those things and then become even wiser going mm-hmm. forward which is amazing mm-hmm. he is a redeemer and he still redeems not just that one time when we come to the cross and we acknowledge that we need him as our savior and lord but he wants to redeem each and every day each and every sidestep when we're out of his will about anything. He wants us to come to him and say, what was going on? Why was I not on your page? What can I do differently? So I, my desires actually change mm-hmm. and I want to be on your page and I want to honor you with my choices. Thanks so much for joining us today. We'll have more <laughs> next week when you come back again. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's wonderful that you were here with us. We're so grateful. Yeah. And thanks. such an important topic to Thank you for being with us. And don't miss our piloting of our new curriculum. Yes. Mind Renewal 101. Just visit hungerwithin.me forward slash renew. <laughs> Sign up. Join us. Christine yeah. and I will be there eight weeks. We'll be there. we get to enjoy you for eight weeks too. in Zoom classes and training, it'll be awesome. And we'll look so for you in the next episode of In Within On The Go. Bye for now. Bye for now.